0: Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin, I'm the President and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand, but essential to the American workforce. We hope you will enjoy today's podcast.
1: This podcast is sponsored by StoryLift. If your school's looking to boost enrollments, StoryLift is your solution. StoryLift goes beyond simply targeting demographics and behaviors by harnessing the power of social and digital media to reach potential students with more precision. With StoryLift, You get many unique benefits, but their targeting capabilities are what truly differentiate them from others. Unlike traditional PPL methods, StoryLift generates leads exclusively for your school. Their specialized targeting capabilities allow them to reach a new and relatively untouched pool of candidates, which helps to avoid marketing overlap. By engaging with audiences based on how they think and feel, StoryLift delivers quality leads at competitive rates. To learn more, visit StoryLift.com. So let's get to our next guest. Hello and welcome to our first episode of our Nursing Career Series. Joining us today is Dr. Joan Rich, Vice President of Nursing at Rasmussen University. For those of you who don't know, Rasmussen University is an institution of higher learning dedicated to global enrichment and meeting the evolving needs of their diverse communities. With an emphasis on innovative programs, dynamic curriculum, and general education skills, they are committed to being a pioneer in the field of career-focused education. Rasmussen University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission, and Rasmussen University trains its students to enter the workforce in nursing, business, design, education, health sciences, justice studies, and technology career fields. Joan, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: All right, now today we want to discuss nursing careers, and specifically we want to talk about the difference between an ADN and a BSN degree. As I understand it, there are many similarities between the two programs, similar career outlooks and demand, but also some key differences. For the benefit of our listeners, can you briefly describe what an ADN program entails and what it is?
2: I'd be happy to, Lee. Thank you. Both the, as you mentioned, both the associate degree, that's the ADN, and the BSN do have similarities. Both take the same national exam at the end of their uh, successful educational experience. That is called the NCLEX. However, the time frame and the content of the curriculum is slightly different. Additionally, the ADN student is awarded their associate degree after successfully completing their program while the BSN student is awarded the Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree. So they get two different credentials after the completion of their programs. And if I can just say, Lee, I wanna be really clear that I love nursing. I think it's the best career in the world, but nursing is truly not for everyone. I think sometimes students hear, oh, wow, look what an RN is making, and they're gonna jump into that career they feel. But if they're not really ready to put the time in to learning the science behind taking care of all the patients that are counting on them, as well as having that caring and empathetic personality, it's really not the right career for them. Not to tell people not to do it, but I wanna make that clear because sometimes students go into nursing for the wrong reason. Right. So and now I, I made that, <laughs> I made that declaration for everybody, but I do, I, you really have to have that passion to go through. Right. But the, uh, the ADN or the Associate Degree Nursing, typically in other schools, is about a two-year program. We're on the quarter system. So if we have a student that comes to us with no college experience, they can come in and out of our program in seven quarters. If they have some college experience, some general ed sciences that they may need, they can do it in six. And if they have a licensed practical nurse or an LVN, some states call it, they can come in and out and earn their associate degree in as little as five quarters. Mm. Um, The ADN curriculum have some general skills that we require such as math skills that they would take in their general education courses, basic science, such as anatomy, physiology. And then they take their nursing core courses, which include things like pharmacology and all other nursing education courses so they can successfully Mm -hmm. care for people across the lifespan. Typically an ADN student, can often work in a hospital setting, clinic setting, long-term care, or occupational settings. The pay differential for starting as an RN, or starting as a new BSN, honestly, really isn't that much different when you start. The pay right now is somewhere, depending what state you're in, between 70 and $80,000 annually, Uh, depends on what where you are, though, again, the pay difference will occur later between that ADN and BSN as one decides they want to go in various leadership tracks, etc.
1: So tell me, is it is a discrepancy between an ADN and a BSN uh, later down the road as they're looking for a leadership track in order to be considered for the leadership track? Is that uh, the BSN has a higher probability of being selected? Uh, to further their career?
2: That's a great question, Lee. And truly, it depends where you live in the United States. Our rural areas have more opportunities for ADN in leadership positions than perhaps our metro or urban communities. We also need to look at where they're going to be working. As an example, if they're working in a, a magnet hospital, magnet is kind of a quality symbol, if you will, and that, when you have a magnet status, that tells you that at least 80% of your RNs are BSN graduates. Huh. So yeah, so more, you'll find more um, floor managers, et cetera, will have BSN in, in those situations.
1: When you say it's a magnet hospital?
2: Yes, yeah, it, it's a quality insurance stamp of approval and several hospitals across our nation try very hard to earn that magnet status and keep that magnet status. Uh, What they have found is that the more BSNs you have, the less likely you are to have what we call sentinel events. So in other words, the BSN nurse may be able to ascertain and address potential areas of concern faster than an ADN. The examples were given were less med- medical uh, injuries like falls, if we have a BSN caring for a patient versus ADN, and medication errors was another one they cited that BSNs may be able to pick up on that more quickly mm. than an ADN because of some of their additional training.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's really interesting. The other thing I found interesting, well, first of all, I didn't know about magnet hospitals. Maybe that just speaks to my own ignorance, but uh, I did not know that that was a thing. Um, <clears throat> but the thing. But the other thing that I found interesting, what you said was that ADNs may have um, an increased probability, I guess, if you will, of uh, going into a little more of a leadership role in rural areas because of scarcity or just demand for nurses. Correct. Is, um, now due to COVID sort of an Uh, interesting time, because there are probably more opportunities in this field than in the recent history. Can you speak to it a little? I mean, I wasn't prepared to talk about this, um, but can you speak to that a little bit about how COVID-19 has kind of impacted, you know, if I'm thinking about going into nursing, I may consider an ADN program, uh, especially now more than ever, because, could get into the field faster, and I may have opportunities available to me that wouldn't have been available to me in the past without the demand that we have now. So what's kind of going on? You know, give me your uh, your take.
2: Yeah, it's really an interesting time to be in nursing. Interesting be the key word. I don't know if that's really what I call it, but for this podcast, <laughs> I'll call it interesting. Um, we are seeing nurses leaving our profession by the drove. COVID has been so taxing to everyone. Yeah, right, And so um, currently there's about 3.9 million RNs in our nation, in the United States. And in 2018, we were seeing up through now about 60,000 RNs leaving per year. Wow. So we knew we needed more and more. Now we look at COVID, we're seeing our nurses retiring faster, on a fast track, if you will. Yeah. They maybe had five more years to go and they said, I'm hanging it up. I'm burnt out. I'm spent <clears throat> and I'm done.
1: Wow. Wow. So the demand is just huge right now. And it's it's a great thing that we have schools like Rasmussen University that can train individuals to quickly enter the field to supplement yes. the demand that we have in this country, because uh, as we all know, um, nurses are needed. Uh, and so I think it's great what you guys are doing. And I, I commend uh, Rasmussen University for everything that you all are doing. And I just think it's such a great opportunity for someone who is thinking about getting into this field. Because as you mentioned, you know, <clears throat> if I were interested in becoming a nurse, I could become a nurse uh, with Rasmussen University I could be in and out and quicker uh, than maybe some alternative options uh, and be working in the field. I could even work for a couple of years and then decide, hey, you know what, I want to teach also, you know, go back and give back to the community by teaching, you know, what I've learned. And uh, there may be additional opportunities there, like you mentioned, uh, where it's hard to find that help right now. So. I, you know, interesting is maybe not the right word to use, um, but there's a lot of opportunity, which I think is very true. Maybe a positive spin on. uh,
2: I think so. I think so too. And one of the (laughs) things that you mentioned, I do think is so important. And um, I'm starting my 10th year here with Rasmussen. And I've always said we want to meet the student where they are in life. And that's why we have the full credentials from lpn adn bsn msn and dnp and nurse practitioners so wherever you are in the spectrum and what you can do with your family situation etc is where we want to meet you but it's no matter what program you go into it's rigorous and Mm -hmm. it should be rigorous because you have someone's life in your hand
1: yeah no you're right you're right um Well, this is great. It sounds like a BSN would obviously open more doors for you maybe down the road, Uh, but an ADN program may be a great way for you to get your foot in the industry and jump sort of right into the career. Um, You know, do you find that there are, that students are more inclined to jump into the ADN program to see if it's right for them before deciding to go into a BSN program or do students... Yeah, there's probably two different types of students. There's probably students right? that uh, that are interested in an ADN program to see if it's right for them. But there are probably some students that say, "Hey, I know I want to be a nurse. I want to get as much training as I can as fast as I can, and a fast tracked BSN program might be perfect for them." You know. Right. Uh, so, you know, what are you seeing as as someone who educates?
2: Right. That you've hit it on the head, Lee. And um, if if you need to work. All the programs are rigorous, but if you need to work a little bit, the ADN program is more forgiving than the BSN. Uh, The BSN is a higher credit load and it is a more rigorous program. The ADN and BSN, like we said, you take the same NCLEX. However, the BSN program includes additional components such as community and public health, research and theory, and a different leadership course. So it's really prepping that particular student for the next level up. Also, as you go across the nation, and it's certainly true with our program, there's a different level of accepting as far as many schools have a T test or a HESI or whatever their entrance Mm. exam is. And so the ADN for us is slightly lower than our BSN because our BSN is a more rigorous program. To your specific question about the ADN, what they could do, many of our ADN students come in and go to work and then their their employer will give them a stipend for education and they'll come back to us and take our RN to BSN CBE competency-based education completer program, which is fully online, so they can work full time, they can do their RN to BSN in the evenings or in the morning or whenever they want. And there's only two clinical components with that, and they can do that in their community. So that works well for them. Hmm. If you automatically know, I want to be a public health nurse in Minnesota, I want to be a licensed school nurse, I want to work Hmm. in an ER or trauma unit, Then we have those students that go right to the BSN, and you know that's an example. There's many reasons why, if you know you want to do a BSN and you have those opportunities, they may want to do that. Our BSN can be completed if you have no uh, experience at all, no Gen Ed, in as little as 33 months. And if you have some Gen Ed experience or you're a second degree like you've got an English degree or something like that, and you're coming back, that's what we call our second degree, Hmm. you can complete our BSN program in as little as 18 months. So that works well for others as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. That sounds great. Um, We sort of touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but a lot of our listeners, you know, are guidance counselors. um, And they're helping students figure out what it is that they wanna do. Um, But a lot of our listeners are also individuals who may be considering this career path uh, for themselves. What would you say are two to three characteristics or traits that someone uh, would have or would have to have to be successful in the nursing uh, career? path. You know, would you, I know you touched on, you know, obviously uh, feeling the need to help others and to have a passion for it, but you know, what are some others that you can think of that may help a guidance counselor guide someone to the right right path or a listener may be thinking, yeah, you know what? I am, I am like that. I think this would be a good path for me. What would you say?
2: Perfect. Outside of compassion and passion, Mm -hmm. I would say that a student needs to be organized mm. because you're doing multiple things as an earth. You're multitasking all the time. You also need to be a very good listener. And if I was a guidance counselor and they've done particularly well in science and math, mm-hmm. nursing is a great career for them.
1: Mm. Oh, that's good. Good, interesting uh, tidbit there, the science and math. Okay. Great. Okay. Now let's assume that I'm someone and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, wow, this nursing could be for me. Uh, What is something that I should look for in a school that offers a nursing program? Can you sort of run through a checklist, if you will, of things that I need to make sure that the school has? I'm assuming uh, both the the school and the program to be accredited. Um, You know, I'd like to see relationship with employers. Um, What are some things that I should be looking for as a student uh, in in a nursing school?
2: I would look at, I would ask to see their curriculum. It's available online. You can look at the catalog. Look at the descriptions of the course. Are they innovative? Does it truly meet the needs within their community? Mm -hmm. I know we, for example, we have advisory boards all over And we've really listened to what they're needing in the community. We have a separate uh, course just for the aging adult, because every day, 10,000 people are turning 65 from now till 2020. We're going to have the great population is going to be the older adult. Our goal is not just to care for that older adult, but to keep them healthy. How do we do health promotion, et cetera, and take care of grandma and grandpa until they're in 100? Mm-hmm. Um, so we listen to our our advisory team, our advisory experts and professionals where they are. Um, so I would say, you know, really look at look at the curriculum. Also look at your community. Look at your clinical sites. Are they innovative? Do they cross the lifespan? Do you have some amazing partnerships? Does that mm-hmm. school have? So and also the faculty. Yeah. Faculty, you know, what's their credentials? What do they bring to the table? What's their experience? We're very proud of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. One, one thing that I would just piggyback on that is probably also uh, taking a look at the flexibility of the schedule, the class schedule. Um, because if I'm a working adult or maybe a single mom or dad, you know, uh, the flexibility as far as when classes are offered would be important to me too, yeah. I think.
2: The, the For those ADNs that are going on for their RN to BSM, the RN to BSM program is extremely flexible. Right. But you also have to know that, you know, clinicals are clinicals and, right. and one needs to go there. The other piece I would say they can look at as they go across is um, innovation as far as technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a national simulation director and all of our sites that we offer our School of Nursing have a simulation center. And so, you know, it's very important now that simulation is a great way to prepare students in a safe environment before we send them out to a clinical.
1: Yeah, very interesting. You know, I, I <clears throat> agree with you on that point is that you need to make sure that the school is using the best technology because once you get out in the field, that's what you're gonna have to be accustomed to. So- uh, Correct. Point. Well, <clears throat> Uh, Dr. Rich, it's been a great episode and thank you so much for joining the podcast. I think we talked about a lot here. You know, we kind of uh, talked about the difference between an ADN and a BSN program. We talked about the demand for nurses right now and how COVID-19 has maybe placed a little bit more pressure on that demand. And we talked about what to look for in a nursing program and what characteristics kind of make up a great nurse. Can you tell me a little bit about Talk to me about the Rasmussen University. Where would I go to learn more about your school? Is a website? Give me the website. Give me the uh, this. You know where I should go to learn more about you guys.
2: You thank you. Yes, you can certainly go to our website rasmussen.edu and look for the School of Nursing. It will give you all of our locations, all the programs offered, and we offer everything from that PN Practical Nursing Associate degree. Bachelor of Science, Masters in Nursing with various tracks, uh, which includes one is a Master in Education. So for those of you listening that have your Bachelors out there, come on back. Let's (laughs) get you in our MSN program, which is flexible, and get you out there teaching our Future Nurses of America. And then our DNP, which is also uh, CBE and online. So we're very excited that we offer the full suite and truly meet that student where they are in life. Okay, cool.
1: Well, Dr. Rich, it's been a pleasure having you.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast, to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.